All right, and we are back with the Wet Down podcast, and uh, I am back after my one-week hiatus. I finally got the, the tooth pulled. I'm, I'm finessing my hockey player look. Uh, what, what, what do you guys think? It's not, it's not in the front. It's in the back, but uh, finally finessing the, the look. I'm, I'm getting there slowly with Shirley. You skipped the record with us because your mouth hurt. Dude, I was high as a freaking kite. Would have made for great entertainment, man. This is a good experience to tell kids don't do drugs and don't do a job at the same I, time. Dude, I actually have a funny. <laughs> I have a funny story. So uh, I stopped. They gave me hydrocodone uh, and 400 milligram ibuprofen. The hydrocodone didn't do anything, so I stopped taking it after like two days. And then, like a couple days ago, before I came back to school. Uh, I popped a painkiller every four hours. I popped, I thought I popped a uh, ibuprofen. I went upstairs, sat in bed. Half hour later, my, my mom comes in. Oh, I made lunch for you and your brother. All right, cool. Thanks. I walk into the kitchen and I just stop in the world spinning. And I was like, ah, I think, I think I took the wrong thing. But uh, yeah, don't, 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 don't abuse drugs. No, man, that stuff's just no fun. Like, that, I don't know. I'm not, it's never been a, that's never been a thing, but you still skip the recording session and your, your mouth hurts. Yeah. So you, you can Dude, finesse your hockey like... player, but you're in the D league still. When you get to <laughs> to get out of the D league, you got to take another puck to the mouth. You got to do something. Take a, <laughs> take a mouth shot. <laughs> Listen, if I'm, 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 all right. I'm, I'm on pace. I've only been playing for like a, a little more than a year now, but uh, let's introduce our guest. We got Bobby here from the skate for 22 founder and uh, president organizer. Uh, I don't know what what uh, what your title is. What you like to go by? All of those. Uh, all all of the above. I typically go by El Prez, but uh, El Prez. There we go. It's right on the screen. Welcome, yeah. welcome. Well, thanks for having me. This is uh, this is pretty awesome. Um, I listened to the last podcast as well. However, you weren't on it, but unfortunately, uh, you know, Chris Higgins, who's actually a member of the Escape the Twenty Two Foundation, was on it, and uh, it, it was great to uh, to hear. And and Aaron, who's also a member of the foundation. So I appreciate reaching out to me and uh, asking me to come on. And uh, this is, this is pretty sweet. Pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, we were talking earlier. I mean, I, I didn't know too much about the foundation until I just looked it up and I, I, I couldn't be behind something like that. You know, that's, that's just such an amazing idea and concept. And the fact that you, you were able to do this is just, it's, it's really good work. I appreciate that. Yeah. Dude, so we'll buddy. get into a little bit more about what uh, the Skate for 22 does in a little bit, but uh, how was everyone's week? I hope things didn't go off the rails too much without me. I was about to say, Bobby, your beard, man. The last time I saw you when we were doing our Zoom calls over the spring, or, or the Skate for 22 Zooms, it started with like six people ballooned to like 24, and then everybody had to leave because it got so loud, and everybody started getting on the phones, and everything was just <laughs> loud talking. But uh, your beard, man, I, I like the way – I like the 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 Pepe Le Pew the racing stripe. Yeah, yeah man, I, I really like the birthmark. Like I, got one of those on, I got one on the back of my head, and people think yeah. I got a little white paint in there. It's like, no, nah, well, dude, it's just a little white patch. It just has been there forever. You know, I, I grew up loving Chevy muscle cars, and uh, you know, like a '68, '69, '70 Chevelle or Camaro with the two racing stripes. I was like, well, it's got to have, got to be something, right? So I, I have yeah. a racing stripe there, and uh, yeah, I used to have, you know, during those we had like the soggy bottom boys style beard but it's a little little drunken accident trimmed it up a little bit went a little too far it happens 
Yeah, man, I've I've made that mistake. Had a little too much to drink, and uh, you try to give yourself a lineup, and it's you know, it, not a lineup. It's a yeah. It's just a, it's a line just, off. Yeah, you gotta you gotta shave now <laughs> and regrow, and then have the patience to try again in three months or in six years if you're Dustin's luck. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Dude, I was blessed with awful genes. I'm so sorry, man. Don't say that about parents and family, man. You got good. You, I mean, your mom and dad are awesome so far. They they helped you out. All right, let me clarify. Poor poor genes in terms of uh, facial hair growing ability. He's just salty about his parents because his mom bought his brother a PS5 and not him. I am a little salty about that, but no, like my uncle has a beard like um like Bobby's. Like he can grow a a, a really solid beard, but I I was not blessed with those genetics. Maybe you'll grow into it. You never know. Hopefully, hopefully. My dad, my dad's never been a uh, big on facial hair either. I don't know if it's because he can't grow it. I don't know. But oh, uh, man. it's the it's the way of the life. My like my dad, he's he's black hair, blonde and red beard. Like that's I don't I don't know. He it's I always say, hey dude, grow it out. No, no, no. Okay, whatever. Like just let it go now, man. It starts to hide the wrinkles and all the other stuff. It's, I mean, as I look older, I get younger in a way, or at least it makes me <laughs> hides my chins for me. So that's the key right there. You got to get that's it right there, man. You don't know. You know the two, the three, the four chins. And it's like, exactly. That's man. Like, I think I was at eight in March and I'm only down to two now. So we're good. Like I'm, I'm, in, I'm heading in the right direction to making them disappear, but it's not from the beard length. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to be cool is to take the episodes week by week in about a year and see what this looks like. Because I might, yeah, it's just make it go back and forth, play with it, go up and down during the, uh, during the pieces. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. No, nah, man. But you had, you had one of the best beards. I remember the first time seeing you when we were on the ice and back in March, right before COVID shut down, it was like three days before the season ended, everything happened. And your beard was like, you, you could have Viking beard, put all of that, like beard, beads, all of it in there yeah. and just tied it all up, made it look nice. Cause it's just blowing in the wind as you're going through. It's like, <laughs> it was great, man. I see you taking corners, your beard's full. I had seen those t-shirts that have marks. that says like, you know, civil war general wizard Viking, yeah. <laughs> I was like trying to grow it out like further and further down. And, you know, I reached wizardly and then I had my tragic accident. The gods were, were, uh, were, were unhappy with my vanity i guess and they uh they, they, they forced me to shave so oh those are the those are the bad and terrible experiences mm-hmm. i don't know i just i i get asked like why do veterans always grow beards when they get out i was like do you like to have to <laughs> do you like to be told to do something every single day forever i mean yeah some people keep the habit some people just say fuck I it just couldn't, yeah, i, I just couldn't i just couldn't keep doing it like it got to the i always had to do it so i was just tired of doing it now it's just i'll probably grow out of this and go back to it i don't know we'll see what happens in 10 years i think Dude, i've seen i've seen people i went to military school i've seen people who when uh when we graduate i kept mainly the same haircut it's a, it's a little longer but, but uh people like grow like trevor lawrence hair <laughs> I've seen people do well, one of the kids I went to school with beard like down to like here. Crazy. I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, yeah it's just, no. it's just that uh, that like, you know, you're told, like you said, Aaron, it's like you're you're told you can't do this. You have to shave every day. So you're like, well, I'm gonna do this. And I think for me it's just the uh, you know, I'll go back and forth, I'll have a beard, then I'll have a mustache, I'll have long hair, then I'll have short hair, then I'll have pulled back hair. And it's like it's just like 
what can I do? Let's see. Let's go for three months and see what I can do. And like, be you know what's like still messed up for me though, is that like, I still have to go back to getting this haircut. Not, <laughs> that's because you were a marine that's the difference yeah dude and it and it sucks like i used to like be i used to be okay if my hair touched my ears now i just feel like a dirty like scumbag if my hair touches my ears so when i had my longer hair back you know the negan that i had for a little bit my friends didn't like it some of them did <laughs> some of them didn't didn't matter to me it was just i didn't feel like cutting my hair again and then i one day i was like man i got a bowl cut i should cut my hair it did not look cool it was two. Dude, it was 1994 like, back all over again over, with a beard too it looked sad it was gross over <laughs> quarantine dude i i got my hair cut right before i went to england to study abroad and then i came back and everything was shut down because of quarantine and i literally didn't have a haircut until like august so i didn't get a haircut from like january to august i had a whole mullet going it was it was weird because i'd never had hair that long but I was vibing with it so much. It was awesome. Jesus, man. Yeah, man. For my, 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 well, just in case you're wondering if you ever need to use like a Manscaped thing, they like cut your hair. It's possible. So, <laughs> dude, Manscaped is awesome. Like, we're not sponsored by them. We, we, we need to get Manscaped because I'm just saying, really I try cool to stuff. try to cut my hair with some like cheap pair of like, uh, know something i got like the dollar tree or whatever like a buzz cut thing and i went for it and then i was like this is not working this hurts it's pulling my hair i said what do i got took the manscape thing and i was like holy shit this actually works so if you ever need a buzz cut on the go manscape's got it for you manscape sponsor us (laughs) yeah what are you doing only if they they watch you shoot do it on 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 video like i need to see the hair leave the balls (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they have the you got you got the guy collecting hair for the drug tests now. So longer the piss test, he's just got tanks underneath. Got to see it come off. <laughs> We're gonna be taking off YouTube. Yeah, uh, follicles of the pube. Oh, you don't right. show anything. You just show, you know, just show like the space, and then hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just people standing up. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Just a little uh, straddle mood. <laughs> straddle. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. All right, all right, Dustin, go ahead. Yeah, all right. So that's going to be the end of the first part through the power of editing. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, or whatever, we'll we'll be back in one minute. If you're watching on YouTube, we'll be back right after this. And we are back through the power of editing. We are back with the wet down and featuring our special guest this week bobby welcome back dude hey thanks for having me again this is awesome yeah so before i ask you about the skate for 22 because uh because i am really interested to hear about that uh we were talking during the break about uh the nhl and kind of their the division realignments uh i really like the divisions for this year i want them to keep the divisions i think they're all really competitive i think the only one that's really not competitive that's kind of uh lack of a better word, irrelevant this year is the Central Division minus Nashville. What are your thoughts on that? So, I mean, that's a, it's a two-part question, right? And I, I agree with you. I think that these divisions are, are fantastic because it, uh, it, it gives the fans a little bit more grit, right, when teams are playing each other eight times throughout the season. The only mismatch is the, the Canadian division or the North division 
because you have teams that have to travel across the entirety of Canada multiple times and compared to like the East division, the central division and the West, but uh, the central division, a lot of people are sleeping on it. But when you think about it, the two teams that were in the Stanley cup finals last year, the Tampa Bay lightning and the Dallas stars are in that division. Then you have, you know, Nashville, who's, who's a creeper, man. And then you also have, you know, like last night, the lightning played Columbus again and ended up going to overtime. So you have these teams that are, that are competitive, that are grinding teams and that you can't, you can't really count out. Now, when you look at in my the- defense, sorry to interrupt you in my defense, I did forget to, to mention Tampa Bay, <laughs> but that's, but that's, but you know, listen, Tampa's a juggernaut. They've got such depth, but again, you go back to two years ago in the playoffs, they got swept by Columbus in the first round. So anything can happen, even though it's a football movie, any given Sunday is any perfect reference for that because anything can happen at a hockey rink. And I think I love the way that these teams are playing back to back. And then sometimes back to back to back to back where it's two games at home then two games on the road against the same team, that AHL style where you get that, you know, you get that rivalry. When you get fights in the first game of a eight game series, it's going to be awesome at game eight. And I, I can't wait. You know, I'm a fan of the sport more than I'm a fan of, of any one team. I do love Tampa Bay. I, I lived there with my final duty station in the military. I worked with the lightning doing some stuff. Uh, I'm from a small town in Washington state. We didn't have an NHL team, but we will next season with the there Kraken. I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, I, w- I wish I was still there. I'd be a season ticket holder, but uh, go Kraken. Um, so I'm a fan of the sport more. And I like, honestly, the, so am I. Like I, I, I know I'm a Canadians fan and Aaron's going to, uh, bust my balls for it but honestly i i am more of a, a oh, fan i'll of bust sport. your balls too on that one <laughs> <laughs> listen the canadians are gonna win the cup this year yeah they'll win a cup but it'll probably be <laughs> from beer pong as they're throwing it <laughs> yeah. I, I just like no, it'll be I, a frenchy throwing throwing his mask over his head. <laughs> you know but we were talking earlier in the break about you know we were talking about the kings and the abs right like i I like players that play for the kings i like players that pay for play for vegas and the the kachuk brothers like there's certain people that i just like watching their style of play and i think like i think they bring an electricity to the sport and they're good ambassadors doesn't matter you know what the crest on their jersey is it just it's, it's good for the sport and it's fun to watch yeah. Yeah. You heard so it. They got to... rid of those pucks, right? I thank God. <laughs> yeah, dude. They got yeah, rid of those, they got rid of those tracker that. pucks, man. Oh God. I know that's what you were about to say, Dustin. Let's talk about those pucks. I'm sure you were about to say. Yeah. Man, those no, terrible. Say, let's talk a little bit about the Skate for 22, your organization. I know Aaron has been pushing it since the outset of this. Uh, he told me about it. It's a really sounds like a really cool organization. Tell us about it from a uh the founder and organizer standpoint. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, you know, talk about it uh, on the air, you know, both, both, you know, in video and then, and then in, in podcast format. Um, so in, in a nutshell, I, I spent, you know, 18 years in the military. Um, and unfortunately, during my service, I had uh, four friends that committed su- suicide. And I've actually had more people I know since then committed suicide. So Suicide in the veteran population is a huge problem. And whatever statistic you look at, it's really between 20 and 22 veterans a day commit suicide. And in 2014, I was living in Tampa and I was playing men's league hockey down there uh, on Sunday nights 
in Brandon, Florida, and uh, which is great because you can wear flip flops year round to hockey in in Florida, and they have these like huge doors that just open up because they're not worried about Facts. all the all the cold all the cold coming in. It's great. But uh, I was playing down there, and I realized that you know, as I was getting out of the military, that one of the best things in my life was hockey. And I looked at, well, what is it about hockey that uh, is so enjoyable outside the sport itself? And it's basically the community, right? So, you know, as fellow hockey players, you guys can appreciate that the locker room atmosphere is one of the greatest things in the world. Um, And I was... I, it is it. the, the love was, the brotherhood everything you bleed for each other if you play for the right team and if you have you buy into the concepts and everybody's got that one one or two teams that they've played on in their life that they were there's that they remember more than any other one and like i know from my playing days i'm sure you've got one from your playing days everybody's got one so like you take it back to that and you're just like if that's what you can get hell yeah like yes yeah, so it, it, it absolutely is and i was playing for this team called the strikers and uh we were you know, the guys I was playing with, I was so uh, a, a lady that was in the military, she introduced me to the guys that played and she's like, hey, this guy plays, he's in the military, you know, he, he's looking for a team to jump on. You know, they welcomed me with open arms and, and they weren't military guys, but, you know, the, the bond in the locker room on the ice and after in the parking lot, you know, grilling out again in Florida, you can grill out year round, you know, and, and, and way to rub it in and drink good beer. And I mean, so, he's not wrong, man. <laughs> it's a fact. It's even if it's 60 degrees, no, I know he's not it's wrong. Still nice to be uh, outside. I, I... <laughs> so this, like this team that I was on, like the bond that we had, you know, we would end up going to lightning games together. We'd go to the hard rock casino and, uh, and, and gamble, you know, we just spend time together and this community was so strong and my bond to hockey, you know, basically, it, it, it transcended the game on the ice. It was the community that supported me. So when it was so evident to people around me that when I got out of the military and I was moving up uh, to the Boston area, my fiance at the time, who was now my wife, said, the first thing we need to do is we need to find you hockey up there because that's your place, right? And she realized that from, you know, calling down, talking to me. I was, you know, watching an NHL game. I was heading to the rink. I was, I was working out because I wanted to be better on the ice, whatever it may be. She knew that hockey was a part of my life and it was my culture and my thing. Smart man by making her your wife, by the way. Good job. Yeah, Shout out exactly, to her. Right? Way smarter than me. So, exactly. So when I got up here and I started looking at what made me, you know, not successful on the ice, but what made me happy going to the ice and looking at why my, my comrades, my former soldiers, my peers committed suicide, and realizing that it was a lack of purpose and a lack of belonging. Maybe I could provide that even to a small amount of people through the sport of hockey. And uh, the idea just kind of clicked. And I was like, well, what if I just start small and say, let's, let's, do a, let's do a skate. Let's do a pickup of all veterans. Let's get these guys together. So I, I was playing in a men's league here and I would show up to the rink like three hours early and just watch the games and go into locker rooms. Some people were weirded out, but I just show up into a locker room and be like, Hey, I'm Bobby. I'm a veteran. Do you know any veterans or any of you veterans? Here's my card. I'm looking to get veterans together. And the very first guy that I met was actually a goalie, which is step number one. If you're trying to create a team is find a goalie. So having a veteran goalie was perfect. 
And then uh, we kind of so hard to find. <laughs> I know it's it's like the unicorn, right? It's it's out there. It's but, your uh, it's your great white buffalo. That's great, great white buffalo. So we uh we we started snowballing this, and we had a team. And uh, in 2015, in the fall, we had a team of 18 players, and we played the Boston Fire Department in Dorchester, and we had 300 people there to watch the game. And when that happened, I realized like, this is bigger than you hit gold. Exactly. It's bigger than anything I imagined it would be because afterwards we're all at a bar and I had a parent come up to me and this mom said, Hey, thank you. I have not seen my son play competitive hockey and be that happy in a very long time. And I appreciate what you're doing. And so I got a couple of the guys together and said, this is, this is going to take off. This is what we need to do. Because even if we had 18 guys on the ice, there were 10 more that were there watching the game that wanted to sign up right away. And we incorporated and started our foundation that same month in November of 2015. Um, we filed in January of 2016 for our 501c3 uh, charity recognition by, uh, from the IRS and received it within eight days. So that's a huge mark because usually when that's you file- That's pretty quick for Uncle Sam. It's amazingly quick. And when you file for a 501 That's what happens when the government's working. Yeah, exactly. But it, it, it just goes to show that we were proving a point in our, in our um, application that there was a lacking of resources to prevent veteran suicide because in the end result, that's what the Skate for the 22 does. It's a suicide prevention organization that uses hockey to bring players back to a supportive team environment to one, provide them that team environment, that sense of purpose, two, educate them on suicide prevention tactics, techniques, and procedures, and three, support the community at large for our veterans' families that do commit suicide. So the player themselves, which one of the greatest things I didn't even mention yet is that it's a completely free for the veteran athlete. Our players, which we've had over 400 so far play in our organization, do not pay for anything. All the ice time is completely paid for. If you're, if you're starting out, you've never played hockey, we have a learn to skate, learn to play program run by former Division I college athletes and pro hockey players. We can help you get gear. We have donations of gear from uh, leading equipment managers or leading equipment companies such as STX Warrior in the past. We've had a couple one-offs from some other companies. We worked with Pure Hockey in our beginnings um, because there is a barrier to hockey and it's the cost. So if you've never been on the ice, we'll help you out. If you haven't been on the ice in, in 20 plus years, we have a skills development program taught by former pro athletes that will get out there with you and, and, and work through it. And then we have like uh, our scrimmage programs and our weekly skates and then we have our games and we have our tournaments kind of like Aaron was was a part of in the Shamrock Showdown uh, at the end of or in the middle of March right before COVID so it's this holistic system that's not really a hockey program it's a suicide prevention mental health awareness program that uses hockey because it's the greatest sport in the world Hell I'd like yes. to piggyback on that so you mentioned like this whole the that whole story just gave me chills. Like just like throughout my whole body. Like that you talk about how hockey, it's a bunch of you know, it's a sport that basically everybody 
who likes it or wants to join it. You know, you got so many people that don't know each other that go on the ice and they will bleed. They will lose teeth. They will give everything they got. They will give 110%. They will work together. They will push you like as a team. And it gives you that, that feeling of like, you have a family. Like it's all like one join group that doesn't know each other, but you're out there. You're just having fun. You know, you're just, you're being yourself. And it's just, it's a good way to bring you and give you that sense of something that you're missing in life, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. a community, because when you think of the military, when you leave the military, there's a lot of you that leaves like yourself. There's a piece of you that you leave behind that is hard to get back in your life. And this is one way that you can do that is by trying something different or trying something new that's new to you that you can get in. I just, I think the whole concept is just amazing and it's really fascinating. And, and thank you for, for doing this for everybody that needs it or anybody that's looking into it, like definitely check this out. This is, this is the way to go. I appreciate yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I think this is definitely one of those few issues in America where it's, it's not red, blue or purple. It's, it's a, it's a cause everyone can get behind taking care of our soldiers and uh, our veterans. So thank you. I know I have a, f a few, quite a few family members, my, my dad and uncles who are veterans. So this is a, a great organization to, again, like Kevin said, thank you for doing this. Well, and I, I think Kevin, you, you hit it on the, you know, you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, when you leave, you kind of lose yourself. Right. And, and that's a fact is, is when we're in service, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to, to spend time in both the Army and the Air Force, and I know Aaron as a Marine, you know, that becomes part of your identity, right? You belong to a team. And it's the same thing in hockey. And we give that not only in the foundation, but we have, you know, clubs that are under the foundation in individual geographical areas. So New Hampshire has a club. We just expanded to have two more clubs from our first club in Massachusetts. And that becomes your sense of purpose. You know, whether you're a Granite State Cannon and you're playing in our New Hampshire club, you belong to that club or you're an Eagle in Massachusetts or a part of the North Shore Rebellion or the South Shore Shellbacks, that becomes your identity. And what we're really doing for the veterans is giving them a sense of purpose again that's bigger than themselves. So what we do is we say, hey, you know, this is your guys' budget for the year. We want you to go out there and support your community, find a cause in your individual community that's important to you. And they do that as a team. And then so what you see is the Granite State Cannons are now playing a charity game against a local police team uh, to raise funding for that town's, you know, uh, their food bank or their food pantry. And then we're giving that player something to be proud of again and something to serve for again. Because when you leave service, the service doesn't leave you. You just have to channel it. And I think that's what's, what's missing in our veteran population. And if you go back and look at it, you know, and analyze it historically, the guys that, and, and girls that fought our wars forever, you know, never really had something to go back to afterwards. So after World War II, they jumped on a, a, a boat, came back to the United States. They were released off into the, into the world and they went to the, the, the VFW and they smoked cigarettes and told, you know, bad war stories and then went home. And then, you know, after Korea, it was the same thing. And after Vietnam, there was a turning in our, in our country where these people and these veterans didn't feel like they had that same welcome home because it wasn't the same type of war that their fathers and their grandfathers fought, whether it was World War I, World War II, or Korea. And so when you look at the global war on terror veterans, 
they want to come back and they want to continue to serve. You know, they're taking these jobs like police, fire, utility, teaching, and they're still trying to serve their community because that's what's inside them. Uh, even look at this podcast too, right? Like this podcast is getting out there to talk about not only issues, but to showcase people, whether they're veterans or not, because there still is a, a, a sense of, of, of pride in, in helping other people showcase themselves. And that's, that's what we give to our That's veterans. what the mission is here, man. That's what the wet town is. It's you. We, yeah. It's your story. That's it. Like the celebration is you. It might be a dirty name for the ones that if you were in the military, you understand your wet down, but it's for everyone else. This is a celebration to you. So like, it's not our job to do this talking and you're giving everyone so much information. I hope people go back, listen, they write down what they need if they need to see it. You know, like, don't worry, everybody. We're going to make sure he has all the socials and everything you can hear from, too, because this is, yeah. if you've got somebody that you know you need to talk to, Bobby, like, I, I, Brian, I, I used you myself. And I, to say used you is a terrible thing to say, but, you know, in April and May when we were doing, yeah, exactly. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like use. It was great because we're all stuck inside our houses and you're sending out Zooms and everything. And it kind of helped me realize, like, this could still the podcast could happen because that's what we were doing it was four or five of us just hanging out and that's what kind of started tweaking my mind and it moved it towards this and now we record away from each other and do this now we can do it with any guest anywhere we want everywhere and it really helps solidify it so like you don't realize that you like i said every person that's ever been on our show has found a way to impact us in some positive light and there's no way shape or form that we to, to, to understand that these people that have come here to, to give us this knowledge, you guys, that's that you're giving everybody else this knowledge. Like that's, what's important. It's not so much us. Like some people, yeah, it's fun. It's joking here and there, but these, this is one of those serious moments, people. And this one's going to stay pretty serious for what's here because what Bobby's talking is just unreal. You have to, you have to keep listening to him. So thank yeah, you. Bobby. It's, you're you're it's, the man. <laughs> You the are man, the man. man. <laughs> it's what you said. It's it, it's like they spent so long bleeding for our flag and, and, and serving for our flag and our country. And then like when they leave, you know, why not serve for something that you can all do the same thing? You can all get along and it may not be for the flag, but it may be for something that you enjoy. Like you deserve it. Like you've served for so long. Now you're out. Go have fun. Go be with a community that, you know, people have had the same things that you went through so you can all be like a family like it's just it's such a fascinating idea and to be and it, what's you know what's unique about it is is i kind of like i get to like look and oversee it all right and i get to see these connections that are made um one of the greatest things i like to see is is what happens on social media after a few events because players that that never would have met each other are now connected via social media and they're going to do things together and mm -hmm. you're sparking like we have our own players union page on facebook and conversations between you know people posting something hey like any any general car any general contractors in this page i need i got a question or hey i'm moving can someone help me out or hey there's this vet that's in a wheelchair he needs somebody to cut his lawn can we get a bunch of guys together those things happen which is cool but what is unique is, is the, uh, and, and Aaron can probably attest to this, right? There's a little bit of, there's a little bit of, you know, trepidation. There's a little bit of anxiety or nervousness when you show up to your first event, because you have no idea what to expect, but 
you just know that, hey, there's this hockey program that's veterans. They want me to come play in this event. And then all of a sudden, you, you, the door to the locker room opens and you go through that threshold. And it's just like being back in the military. The things that you hear in the locker room may not be politically correct, but it's all the things that you experienced in your previous life that you probably enjoyed. And what's unique is we have players that are 60 years old and we have players that are 19 years old. But those 60 year old dudes, they hustle, they can play. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's Real, all just, just saying everybody it doesn't matter strength. what skill level they can all move. There's so much knowledge in them. <laughs> <laughs> but what's great is that 19 year old and that 60 year old have a connection via their service and can talk about mm-hmm. things that, like I said, transcend anything else but being a service member serving the United States. And that's the that's one of the coolest things is seeing that connection and those guys and girls laugh and joke and and be at ease again for that two plus hours, that the locker room before, the ice time, and the locker room after. And uh, that's a unique experience that I excuse me, that I get to see that not a lot of people uh, that not a lot of people get to see. Yeah, I, I, I mean, man, it's just, it's, it's crazy because like I had like a grandpa, he didn't, he served in the, the, the Navy. Uh, he passed away, but it wasn't because of suicide, but it was cancer. But it's like, still the point is, is like, you know, just my brother too. Like they, when you leave the way that they see like the things that they have for veterans, it's actually surprisingly, it's not a lot. There's not a lot of things for veterans to do or anybody that served in the military to do when they get out. And this is a way that they can do that. And I just, it's just, it's, it's cool because you don't, when veterans go out, there is a piece of them, like I said before, that you just miss. And you go to look for other things and like little communities, like look at Facebook. It's a bunch of random people just trying to get together and just talk. That's basically what the idea was about. You know, sure, it's turned into different things now, but when you have something like this, it's the same thing. You get a bunch of veterans together, a similar subject, you can all talk. You know, you could do something. You have that piece that's missing. It's now here. So now you have something to look forward to. I don't know. It just. Hell yeah. Hey, Bobby, I want to ask you a question. Sure. What was it, what was it like being on the NHL network? <laughs> you got to tell us your experience for, for this. So- Let's blow up the skate for 22. Let's tell everybody okay. why you were I on was the briefly network. on the NHL network as, as well for a, a world juniors promotion. Okay. okay. All right, I will add that. There's two of us on this episode that have true NHL network pedigrees. Um, so you're, yeah, but this is so much prowess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so I've, I've actually been fortunate enough uh, in my, in my tenure as, as president for the skate for the 22 to, to meet some really cool people who, um, who want to help. Right. Um, and we used to do a program. We're going to bring it back. That's some of the stuff we're, we're working with now with the NHL alumni association. Um, we used to do a pro-am where we would have five or six former pro players join a team. Um, so we'd have five or six per team and they would play with our veterans and they would play against each other. Um, and one of the programs we had Billy Jaffe, who's one of the color analysts for the Bruins for, for Nesson. Um, he's also an analyst for the NHL network and, uh, we became friends and, and, you know, he really understood what we were going through and he appreciated everything that our service members did while they were in service, but also what they did afterwards and, and what the escape for the 22 means. So, you know, we're talking back and forth and, 
And uh, anytime uh, there's a military appreciation night at the Bruins games at the garden, you know, we're usually selling raffle tickets and he would say, Hey, bring, he's like, text me. He's like, Bobby, if you're here, bring anybody up. So we go up to the, the uh, Nesson booth and, you know, hang out a little bit and, and see it kind of from that angle. But he calls me one day and he says, Hey, you've got three 30 or five 30. You choose. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, uh, we've got a, a 10 minute slot. We need to fill it for an interview on the NHL network about salute to service. So you've got three 30 or five 30. What, what do you want to do? And I was like, uh, five 30. Cause I was at work. I was in the city. And I, so I'm like, Holy shit. He goes, okay. So like, so five 30, uh, you'll get a call. Like we'll go through this. So I come home, I, I kind of clean up a little bit and, uh, you know, it's, it's like five 15 and I'm, I'm like staring at my phone. still. I'm like, this is no way this is going to happen. So I get a phone call and it says on the phone, it says, uh, uh, the MLB network, because in Connecticut, that's the MLB and the NHL network together. And I'm like, okay, this is really happening. So I answer and it's a FaceTime and it says, Hey, this is, I'm a director. He's like, all right, show your lighting. And all of a sudden they're like, all right, we're going to cut you in. And, uh, sure enough, it was like EJ Raddick, uh, uh, Jackie, and Billy Jaffe on NHL uh, now. And we did an interview all about the skate for the 22 and they talked about it. They compared my beard at the time to Joe Thornton's uh, probably one of the best compliments. I've I, ever saw had. I saw that. I saw that. You, you had to say that here. I wanted you to say that here. <laughs> yeah. I think Joe Thornton does have a little spot too on his. That's yeah, kind of funny. It, you mentioned that. Yeah. It was legit. And I had a longer beard at the time. And, and uh, but uh, that was a really highlight for the foundation because it really put us out there on the national uh, network and, and all of our social media follows immediately went up after that. And then, and then last year um, I was nominated by a player uh, for the uh, Navy federal credit unions, NHL salute to service for local community service. And I actually made it to the finals. Um, I was one of the top four finalists in that, which was great because we received a donation from the NHL for that. Uh, we had an NHL spotlight about our program um, throughout the playoffs last year, it was kind of cool. So, you know, there is some recognition on that, which is great. And there are, I, I have to, to, to also mention that there are, a, there are several other really amazing veteran hockey programs out there um, in different communities that are supporting veterans every single day. And it doesn't matter whether it's the skate for the 22 or um, the, one of the warrior programs or the 22 saves. It doesn't matter what hockey program it is, as long as it's impacting veterans' lives and making the community better every single day, then, then that's a win. And I think that's what, what was highlighted in these NHL uh, kind of little exposés um, is that people are out there making a difference and they're not just sitting back and letting, you know, letting life pass them by, that they want to make a difference for for those that served our country. Yeah, that, that that's my big thing. Is I I think that all oh, man. Pro projects oh. like that or you know foundations, charities, all that stuff it's great and it's 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 stuff that needs to be keep going. And all of them good job, keep it up and for people that want to make more, go for it cuz veterans Absolutely. need more help. Dude. How many uh, chapters or teams do you have? Cuz I know you mentioned you had a couple in yep. Massachusetts or New Hampshire. Yep. So the, the escape of the 22 itself is the overarching foundation. And then we have teams or, or local clubs that play underneath us and they all play each other in what we call the East coast veterans league. Um, we have a Whittlesley cup, which is up there in the top of the cup, um, which is named after Lieutenant Colonel Charles Whittlesley, 
who was a veteran of the Meuse Argonne Offensive in 1918 in France. He was awarded the Medal of Honor for his actions, and then he committed suicide in 1921. Um, he was a lawyer, graduated Harvard from Massachusetts, and we we have we hold our 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 uh, championship cup uh, after him. But uh, we started out with the New England Eagles, which were our original team in Massachusetts, and it grew so fast and so quickly that there was a waiting list for our events. So a couple of our uh, players decided that, you know, they were from New Hampshire. So they wanted to take that back to their community as well. So they started the Granite State Cannons in our second year. And then in this previous year, right before COVID, we actually voted in to add uh, two more teams to Massachusetts because our, our veteran population that play in Massachusetts is so big that there was always waiting lists and always overage at our events. So we have the New England Eagles, which is the original team, the North Shore Rebellion, and the South Shore Shellbacks, uh, which is a nautical theme for all those Navy people out there um, playing underneath the, the foundation. And they all play together. And our, our big thing is not just games, but scrimmages, learn to skate, learn to play programs, because getting guys out there and girls out there on the ice is what's key, because it's going to get them together in the locker room. It's going to make them get out of their Saturday night bubble and go out somewhere. It's going to give them the opportunity on Monday night. And just because you're on one team doesn't mean you can't play for another team. We can kind of travel. It just gives a, a different, different uh, community and identity to kind of get behind and follow. And they play each other throughout the year. They also play local first responder, police, uh, police, uh, fire, EMS teams. Um, we've, we've actually played, uh, pro teams as well. We played at the time it was in the CWHL, the uh, Boston Blades female professionals. We played them in an exhibition game before the beginning of their season. That's the hardest hit I've ever taken in hockey was by a uh, Hillary Knight. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they won, but, uh, we scored first. That's all that matters. Um, they did win. Uh, but like I said, that's the hardest hit I've ever taken was behind the net by a four checking, uh, female professional hockey player. Um, it's pretty amazing. And I said, we do our pro-ams throughout the year. Um, we've played the Bruins alumni on multiple times to, to do fundraising events. But what's cool is, is, you know, when you do a charity game and you have a raffle in the stands and you're all out there raising awareness for mental health issues, preventing veteran suicide, and you pack a local barn with three, 400 people, and you see people wearing your club's t-shirts and waving cowbells and it's your family that's there banging on the glass as you're tripping over the blue line trying to get the puck puck in deep dustin's yard sailing at that point <laughs> it's just a great yeah, pretty much <laughs> friggin traffic cone over here it's just a great thing though as long as you have fun doing it man that's all that matters Community. Oh, dude, it's I, 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 I you could be it. a pylon on the ice all you want as long as you're happy. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Big thanks for, to Aaron. We'll call for, you. Uh, we'll call you a uh, cozy cone for, yeah. for taking taking a shot on a kid who doesn't know how to skate. Yeah. Uh, seven months before the season. Hey, That's I'll awesome. say that. my team though, Bobby. This is the master of a team. This is how we've this we've made it to the championship, even though we've lost. I'll admit it in the championship. Still there Every though, right? Time but we've made it and we don't, we have the most diverse group of skaters on that team 
for that, for what that is. We have kids that can't skate. We have people that do it. The difference between our team. Yeah. Dustin's one of them, man. <laughs> like we had a, we had a line, we had a line of just kids who couldn't skate and they were my penalty killers, man. They were the ones that were in our defensive zone. They would take defensive phone, like zone face-offs. They would do everything down. And you know why? Because they, they tried, everybody tried. They, it was all, I took it as like, what kind of person are you? If you or if you're a douchebag, you're not going to play with us just because you're a douchebag. Just be nice and yeah. understand like, yeah, sometimes they suck be patient. Everybody's going to learn. And at the end, it's not the Stanley cup, even though I don't like to lose. I fucking Nobody likes to lose more than no anyone. Does. God, man, I hate losing so much, no, but, what but I, I'm I wanna... learning how to take it. I, I mean, I've always been able to take it. Okay. But I fucking hate losing for the first <laughs> half hour. <laughs> I wanna, No, like that, that, that reminded me of what you said earlier of um, just like the camaraderie and everything. Like I didn't know, I literally knew Aaron and my roommate Tanner when I, when I first started. And I walk into the dressing room and everyone's so nice. Uh, I played soccer and uh, it's always going to have a special place in my heart. But I know what a great sport. It, if you if you walk into a, a soccer locker room like in something like that, you're not going to have the people walking up to you and introducing themselves, being friendly. Oh, wow. I know you, you're you just started playing, but you did a really good job where in hockey. That was so cool. Got dudes who I've never met coming up and they're like, oh, wow. What? You, you weren't as bad as I thought you were going to be. Helping you tie your <laughs> skates, all that stuff. <laughs> but no, no everyone was really nice. And I was really, really surprised about that. Because uh, for people who don't, who maybe aren't familiar with the, the, the hockey community, there's, there's the, uh, the stereotype, the, the, the douchebag, uh, arrogant stereotype. But uh, it was, advisor, yeah, yeah every, everyone was, was, is great. So I, I have nothing but good things to say about the hockey community. Well, that's in my like short you, time being a part of it you hit you, like again you hit the nail on the head right like we have this awesome community and inside the skate for the 22 we have a sub community of this hockey you know culture because we have players that played at very very high levels of hockey division one college athletes minor pros all the way to people that have literally just stepped on the ice and you're out there together during scrimmages or learn to skates or, or skills developments. And even in games, we tier our lines. So where the top line is guys that can move and girls that can move. And then, you know, you kind of rank it there, or we may have two really good players with, with a, a newer player. And just like the military, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So it doesn't matter if, if you go out there and win 16 to nothing, if everyone's not contributing, right. And you're not going to be able to do that unless you're playing as a cohesive unit and a cohesive team and people will help each other out. And that's, what's so great about it. And you're absolutely right. It's, it's everyone doesn't matter. Well, first of all, the, the, the number, my, my number one lesson for anyone that is breaking into the hockey world, if you show up with a 30 pack to the locker room, they're going to like you right off the bat. Okay. So that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's rule number one. All right. You bring made, the, you made the you team. Will get kicked out. Don't bring white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've made the team if you bring a 30 pack of if you bring white claws, you better have a rolly bag so I can stick you in the shower and you know, <laughs> oh, we discussed this. If you have a rolly bag, you better retire. Yeah. If you yeah. if your bag has wheels, you probably don't. So my don't. roommate tried yeah. try, when I when I was getting all my gear, my roommate tried to trick me. Uh he played junior hockey and he was telling me he was like, yo, you got a rolly bag, right? I was like, bro, I was like, I know I'm not, I know I'm new to this. You're not gonna get me with that one though. You're not going to get me with that. If bag one. has wheels. You probably don't. <laughs> all you got to remember. 
I mean, back oh, to the losing man. thing, though. I mean, no one likes losing, but the way I look at it when I lose, at least I gained some kind of knowledge. So in a way, yeah. I lost, it's, but at the same time, I've won knowledge lesson. on what not to do it again. I mean, I've I played. The good thing about hockey is, like, you know, sometimes you you don't win every game, obviously, unless you know. You it's just I don't know. You I may not be but, able to skate, but I can eat a puck like nobody's business. Yeah, what I'm trying That's to say is I, I've lost <laughs> quite a bit. Aaron and, knows uh, I can eat a puck. Yeah. Well, I, I can eat a stick, too. I've had a stick. Uh, I think but, we've no. all taken some beatings and we've proclaimed our our nasty scars on our hideous mugs. It's okay. <laughs> Bobby's got the best beard, though. Charm. Last I do year, have to say, Bobby, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to collaborate and put. I'll give you some merch for some of that special merch because, man, I, I'm liking that hat, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I'm <laughs> I'm a hat guy, but also a Me Bruins too, fan. Dustin's not gonna like that hat because it's no, I do like wheel. the hat. I'm a hat oh, he guy does. Too. Okay, like okay. Hat. Well, you're a Canadians Easy, fan, so I figured the so spoked you know, things would be. Yeah, there's no this... B on. There's no B on it, so it's okay. <laughs> so I I did steal it. I did steal the idea from the Bruins, right? But the purpose behind it. Um, the spokes is because the hub all roads lead to this and so all roads lead to beer league doesn't matter what level you're going to play you're going to play in beer league one day all roads lead to beer league and it's the same thing as the 22 a day or if it's 20 a day or 22 a day all roads lead to community and and organizing and and that's why i threw the spokes up for the the 22 and it's on our uh one of our game one of our our game jerseys too here oh, exclusive that have it as well the, see it's the, got it's like a canadian style jersey so what's the, funny is I, go, developed, see? I developed these right these I, I i had these made last year prior to the nhl announcing the reverse retro jerseys <laughs> uh because where i'm from in spokane our our junior team the spokane chiefs uh, have Montreal colored jerseys, but they have a blue jersey with the red stripe through the middle, and it looks sick. And then Montreal stole my jersey idea for the reverse <laughs> retro. And uh, but those are ours. And the spoke twenty two. That's let's what get them. Let's get them, dude. We're Bruins fans. They need all the help they can get this season. We're watching them <laughs> right now. When Pasternak comes back, life will change. But right now, it's just they're getting by, and I'm okay with that. You can't win every I, year, but to the only thing I like about the Bruins is Connor Clifton, who uh, went to QU. Only part of only part of the Bruins I like. Oh uh, yeah, that's okay. I'll let you have that one. I'll let you have that one. But that's thank that's you. One, so so dude. generous. So of generous the, uh, of the all the reasons <laughs> to not like your fan your team. I'll give you one. I'll let you have that one. <laughs> I chirp you enough on it. <laughs> we're winning the cup this year. We beat. We're recording on Friday. We beat the Canucks seven two last night. Three, seven three. I went to bed early. Who hasn't beat the Canucks though? That's a. I mean, all right. Pretty, well, listen, Michael, listen. Michael your average age is eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very young roster, man. Give that roster like three more years, and that yeah, is. You gonna guys be got my boy Rolly though, so. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that kid's sick. Yeah. I'm on the Cole Caulfield hype train. Wait till wait till he come. Wait till he makes the jump. Oh man, Trevor Zegers too, dude. Like what that, he did yeah, in Trevor World Zegers Juniors. Said, wow, that kid. Oh. 
I love it's watching the filthy. World Juniors. I, Me I too. I was watching it on Christmas. We tweeted. That was one of our like third or fourth tweets. I just tweeted the schedule, and this is how crazy social media is for anybody that doesn't like anybody that's listening to us because I've listened. I see what our demographics are for the ones that don't understand how something. Yeah, and it's also a lot of people that are you know my age, <laughs> in that rate age age group. And I'll tell you, man, I didn't understand the power of social media until we tweeted something. We tweeted the schedule. And it got 10,000 looks in two days. Somebody retweet, like, retweeted it, kept going, kept going, kept going. And I was just like, damn. It takes. This was, and that was Western Canada. And half of our following came from Western Canada. So now when we look at the geograph map, like where everything's happening, it, it's all on that side of the country now because of that. <laughs> you know, the side of the continent. Just wait till we post something about Skate for 22. That shit's going to blow oh, up. Oh, man. Like, Bobby, we'll talk out off the air here about whatever we can do to help something. you, man. Yeah, Get man. this thing I, going. Absolutely. Yeah. Even bigger. I, I appreciate that. And and that's 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 just us having a conversation. Like, you know, I, I get to talk to a lot of people at a lot of places and I'll ask, like, hey, who, you know, you know, when I first started talking, how many of you raise your hands if you knew that 20 to 22 veterans commit suicide every single day and not very many people will raise their hands. Cause it's not talked about, man. When I grew up, you know, I'm, I'm 41. So when I was a kid, suicide was a bad word and no one talked about it and, and no one talked about mental health and, and no one understood that you're not broken. You just got to do some PT for your mind, man. You just got to bring it back into shape. That's all that happens. And it's just like physical fitness, spiritual fitness, mental health fitness. You just, you just got to do some things to make yourself whole again. That's it. And uh, you're not irreversibly damaged. What I'll, I'll tell you this, Bobby, I I told you this off the air uh, when we, a couple days ago, Um, you know, we were (laughs) just, you're, what you've done is something I wish I could have done. And I will, I'm sure people will tell you that, but my friends and I, we are, we put together a team. We went, we got lucky and fortunate enough to go to the Lake Placid trip. And during that, like that Lake Placid trip in 2012, that was my very first time. What, being what is there. the Lake Placid trip for people who don't know? So our Lake Placid trip is for our team. It's called the masks. I'm not going to tell you what it means. You guys can figure that out, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have a masks 1.0, which is the OG group that we go to Lake Placid. And then we got a 2.0 group that plays at Quinnipiac for our intramural team. So that's kind of my farm team to pull good guys from school, my youth right out of college into my program. But it's your national is, team development program. Pretty much. I've got my own farmed tournament. <laughs> we, we need it. But, we have a third of our team is from the Northeast. A third of our team is from like Michigan. And then a third of our team is scattered. It's all over the place. When I say Northeast, it's pretty much Pennsylvania and, you know, Pennsylvania East and up. And then you've or I'd say as far South as New Jersey. And then you got the onesies and twosies from our Marine Corps days that still live in North Carolina, but half of our team is veterans. We have one guy who is in the Navy and he knows who he is. Cause he listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so when he does listen to it, he'll know exactly who I'm talking about. He'll shake his head when he's in his truck. <laughs> and then we, the rest are all either Marines or soldiers. Or his boat, man. And, and, and then we've got the, some civilian guys that had to, we had to fill spots with civilians to make it good. And it's a good group. It's one thing that we do. Yeah. We want to be competitive. Everybody wanted to win. So instead of it being like an if all for everyone, we had to change things around. It made some enemies. It hurt some people's feelings, but happens, we man. didn't, but they, 
it's the logistics to it. It's, it's not an easy thing. So to see what you do and then how hard you hustle with it and you've made it be from one team to now four teams, then you tried to do the expansion into Connecticut, which it will happen when you can figure out a way to get all the douchebags in Connecticut here, how to <laughs> like understand that they weren't really ever going to make it <laughs> and that we should work together because there's some nasty talent we could put on the ice, but there's too many like egos and too many big headed mofos that, that he, don't he's the nasty talent. Yeah, exactly, man. Like he's I'm the, the captain and all of you will obey and listen to me. No, I'm just kidding. That is not true at all. Like I, I will get smoked more times than not. And I'm at that age where I'll try to keep up, but you're going to beat me every time anyway. Anyways, but th- what you're doing is, is just awesome. I mean, that, that trip means so much to my guys and it's guys that I was with that I served with in the Marine Corps that I've known since 2010 that I have seen at least once a year until then. And now COVID hits and we planned for the trip this year, but then we realized there's too many people from different States. We couldn't actually put a team together. No one can afford to take two weeks out of work. If they have to quarantine, no one can afford to do all of this. We're not a pro team. We're not all self-employed. We're not all, we, we all, some of us have like horrible two, three, four jobs that we have to go through, but this, we, some of us I mean, just some say, of you are podcast moguls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, not even man. Like I'm just doing this in my basement pretty much. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. Like, I'm in my college dorm, dude. Yeah, man. Legit, like you gotta start somewhere. Exactly. But like, we just, you, everybody does something different and we can't afford to do it. And it's going to take a toll this year. So I try to have tried to reach out to some of the guys, but also those same guys, since we're a third, pretty much our team is split up all over. We're all still kind of central anyway, but when we see each other, what's the best thing, the best feeling in the world and what you've created for me. So I can't wait till COVID's, you know, whenever this starts to dissipate, I'm not going to say it's going to disappear because it's not, but it'll start to fade out enough to where life will have to just eventually move forward. It's not going to be this way for the next 30 years. I'm sorry. It's just not, we can't, but when life gets back to that, we will, I can't wait to be on the ice and, and see what you can put together and the new groups, the new people that have, have just missed it. I, I mean, I remember skating with Dustin and Kevin a couple back in what September, our first skate together guys and how good it felt. And I hadn't skated since March. And the last time I went that long without skating was from boot camp through all the way until I got to my, like I went a whole year and a half at my unit before the Marine Corps was like hockey tryouts. And I was like, hell yes, I'm signing up for that. And then I did. And my life from there on has been central around trying to get guys to have something but I, I morphed our team to, if you just need somebody, like we've got guys that don't, they're, they're introverts. They don't talk to anybody, even on our own team. They sit in the corner sometimes and they just laugh at the shenanigans. Cause it's, it makes you feel young again. You but know what it's there. like to be in the house. Yeah. They're there. They get to experience the Van Wilder moment that they might be seeing, you know, like a bunch of dudes in a hot tub drinking, sharing stories. What can you share? You know, like drinking Pinot Grigios. Yeah, exactly. And, you, <laughs> and there's no women around. There's no women there. So pretty much all the wives are like, oh, shit. Like we we let all of our men together. We know what happens when that I know mine's like, oh, God, I don't even want to know what happens. <laughs> Just leave it. She experiences. She got to see what happens. So she's like, I don't want to go again ever. So that's the best part is we let them come. They saw the horrors and then they left. And like, we, somehow we're set. still. Yeah, somehow we're all still married. I don't understand how 
after that trip. But it's it's lake, it is Lake Placid. There's no. It is, there. dude. So that the the view is amazing, and you can't go wrong with how we do it. I mean, we we go from like you have groups that do the the getting hotels, but we go do we do the Airbnb route. We or the the vacation house, rentals. Man. Exactly. We get a big house. Some of us sleep on the floor. Some of us have a bed. Some of us share no. beds. Who cares? It's it's Doesn't the camaraderie. Matter. We're all Marines. So some of us cuddle with each other on the Just floor. Just put pillows in between hammered. you. You have to have a pillow barrier. Oh, not like even dude. a single bed. The last the last <laughs> time, I'm not going to say any names because I don't want to end up getting dunked. But oh, I'm going to tell you right now, like I know that there are silky snuggle sessions that happen when you're too hammered and there's nothing you can do about it. When, you're, cold. when you come out of the really hot cold. tub, Hey man, you if you're can't cold, find your clothes, you need that body warmth. It's fine, dude. Whatever, Whatever man. It like it's okay. You got to do what you got to do. So, but I mean, Super for fine. some, exactly, man. The like, hot tub is good. I it's snuggle. a player regeneration. It's called got to rest the muscles. Exactly. You know, there's no feeling like sitting in a beer, like sitting in a hot tub with a beer and your boys are right there hanging out and you can share stories about everything. You're like, you know, of all the moments you remember, you don't remember playing as much as you remember the experience in the house. And then there's some people that wait 363 days for that two days to happen again. And we've had to actually make it from just three days to four days. Now we've been asked or we've, we've brought up the idea of, Hey guys, those three or four days go by really quickly. What if you guys think about making it five days so we can actually get time together? And it can we can make it a little bit longer. Yes, it's going to cost more, but what did you think? And everybody's like, I love the idea. Why didn't we think of this sooner? Because like the anticipation is still there, but we want the same power. What you've done with the Skate for 22 in it around here is like – I don't like having to be the one to have to put things together. My boys don't like, we don't always have to do it. It's nice to be able to show up in play. So when, when I, when Chris told me about you and I was like, damn, man, thank you Higgins for doing this. Like he connected me to you. I went right. He put me on the Facebook page. He's like, I already told him about you. You're going to be on it. Like he didn't even give me a chance to respond. So that's I was like, the, that's right. what happens, man. And that's- and then he gave me the, I got the form and for the Jeep, the Google form you sent, you sent it to me. I filled it out. Mike sent me a, refe- a friend request on on Facebook and Instagram. And then it was like, what are you doing in March? You want to go to Lake Placid? And I was like, Oh dude, if I would have known this and like, and he did it in October. And I was like, if I would have known this, I would have like, cleared up my you know my calendar for that but i couldn't do that obviously but man like that's what it's all about man this is what it's all about exactly what you're saying is it you find those little bits and pieces that make things happy and i know other people that are going to be getting out of the military soon that are going to be coming that are great hockey players you know i know one that's in tennessee right now i know one that he just got out like he's going to need a home to play at some point dude and tennessee's a big town so if he hears this and he listens, cause I'll push him to do it and be like, yo bro, listen to Bobby, get in touch with him. He might be able to give you some ice or you can start putting the team together down here to help us out, you know? And it's, it's one of those, this is great. Like you've done what you have done. What you've done is something you had an aha moment, the NHL, NBC, all that brought it up for you. And it's, you've just keep going. Don't let that snowball stop because you're helping more people than you know. I've never had a conversation with you like this. This is me being optimistic, but I think there should be one in every state. I I do too. And that goes back to, it doesn't have to be escape for the 22. It has to be something right. And we're so happy to help people. We're so happy to um, it's, it's exactly what you said, Aaron, about going to Placid thinking 364 days, ahead of time for that. I want to give people 
I make it to Saturday night, I skate. Because when it comes down to mental health awareness and, and suicide prevention, I want somebody to say, it's Monday night. All I got to do is make it to Saturday night and skate. Or, That's what we did in the Marine Corps, man. Public yep. skate, drop-in skate, 10 p.m. in Wilmington. I lived in Hubert, North Carolina. My buddies and I, we drove, like, we would get in the car. We were the guys that played on the hockey team. We would drove an hour and 20 minutes to Wilmington because we lived almost in Swansboro. Like, it was that far north. We would drive every two, every Monday and Tuesday to play our games. Then Saturday night, 10 o'clock, we would go do it. And we would hit McDonald's on the way home as they were closing, <laughs> drive up 17, cruise back as much as we could. And it would be funny because I don't know how many times we'd be pulled over because they thought there were two drunk Marines speeding home. But we were just eating our chicken nuggets with our sweet and sour sauce trying to get home no, and not, not spill. Like not trying to crash yet. the car and everything because we got to get home and go to sleep because we got to wake up for morning skate with another group of guys. It's a private skate at like 7 a.m. to go skate with them there for three hours but we took that's what we did our our time was as our time started to end in the marine corps the marine corps gave us so much more leniency to play and represent them because we weren't shitty we were doing really well representing them nobody was getting in trouble nobody was getting drunk nobody was on the blotter there was never any issues and the discipline was there because you're like damn dude now like it was like it was taken away be good. Yeah. you want to be a good guy like it, i felt like I had my life back when I was able to do it there. And now up here, I come home. I don't see the same guys I grew up with. I don't see the same guys that I played with. And I, now you need a new home. And I'm fortunate enough to have met other people that hold private skates like Dustin and Kevin get to come to. And you know, it's all about networking. Yeah, dude. Like those guys, if they listen to, and it's a good skate too. And if any of them listen, and I'm sure that they do, but like, God, those skates are the greatest. I just can't skate with a mask on. <laughs> so no, it's tough. It's tough. I'm not going to be breathing my own carbon dioxide. When I, I just can't do it, man. Like I've, I suck wind as it is. I can't it is do it. So, I mean, I'll wait until that's over. And just some of the rules don't make sense now with it. And I, I don't know. I, I just, there's too much at risk, I guess. So I just stay away. But thank you for what you're doing, Bobby. Like, like on a on a on a tummy stick level and a professional <laughs> level like seriously the p there's people that need to know that, that you're as good of a person as you are and to I think that like that. you got out of the military and you hustle and you you work for the state of mass right you like you're, I, uh, I work for a utility company inside massachusetts so okay i'm not a state so, guy I, as I, long as it's not eversource <laughs> no it's not <laughs> i can say that now i can say that so we're good <laughs> No, but All right. I'll, I'll tell you, Bobby. Bobby. Go ahead, Dustin. No, go ahead. No, please, please, uh, please. I was going to say, Bobby, I expect to see one of those zip-ups. This quarter? The quarter yeah, up? the quarter zip. <laughs> we, we put out our, our team store, and you can purchase off our team store. No, I'm just kidding. We'll That's what up. I was going to say. No, if anybody – do you have a team store? Like, in do all honesty, do? do all of the proceeds? Like, what's the story yeah, so, about – So, we do, we do a, a team store usually every four or five months – it's open for two weeks, orders go in, close out, and then we do get proceeds from all that stuff sold. So it, it does, it's made it all over the world. There's uh, Skate for the 22 merch in, uh, I'm going to say all the- Go con- check it out. I'm going to say it right now in all the continents. And then we offer stuff uh, online sometimes too. Uh, most of the stuff is sold at our events because we want to draw people in. Like if there's a game going on, I'll, I'll put it out you know, on social and say, hey, if you show up, to this game, there's 30 of these hats available for sale, and then people will come and get them. And then, uh, maybe I think we should get like one of your stickers on the uh, NHL team's uh, helmets. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there you go. go. 
hundred percent. Oh man, 100%. I guess we got to be start call Billy Jaffe right now. Yeah, we put, gotta, put we him gotta. on blast. We'll get him on the podcast right here. Be like, come on, bro. Peer pressure. Yeah, let's make. That I'm happen. just saying, if there's any other better sticker to put in a helmet, that would be one. Of them. I know, except I don't think I compete can compete with like Zoom and Scotch's Bank. <laughs> like, uh, what is- yeah. <laughs> Bell Media, who ha- who is yeah. sponsoring like however six of the however many canadian teams. i know i know yeah so but oh, mass yeah. mutual gets the whole northeast or the whole east division i mean yeah. come on T- no T- one knew they had that kind of money td hey, bank well, has uh td bank has the bruins you couldn't see that coming the td garden right Weird. maybe yeah, you could there. talk to the kraken maybe they'll, they'll, they'll do something there we go that might That's be your in about. right there man That's you get him on that about. it doesn't yeah. need to be all in boston but they might be a little hesitant <laughs> to see those hubs it's <laughs> right it might be all right Bobby, thank you so much for coming on, dude. This has been uh, a, pr- a privilege, really. Thank you again for all you do. Do you want to shout out any of your social medias for Skate for 22? You know what? If, if uh, anytime you just, if you're on any of the socials, if you just look up Skate for the 22 Foundation, we'll pop right up. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We're not as active on Twitter. Um, we are during the season. Um, if you want to look me up, whatever, but just reach out we're, we're responsive on there. And we'll, we'll, if you have questions, we'll link you up. Even if you're, we get calls and, and, and messages from people in California that are like, Hey, I'm, I'm interested in this. And we'll point them in the direction of a veteran program in their area until we get there. So I want to take the time real quick to just uh, thank the three of you for having me on and having this conversation. Um, platforms like yours at the grassroots level, like the bro level, are what are making the world a better place because it's the truth it's honest and it's it's helping us grow at the grassroots level and uh, you guys are awesome i, I really appreciate it oh, hell yeah man. It's a, it means a lot that. thank you yeah, yeah, go, we didn't go kings go bruins go canadians you know all those teams but you know, and if, yeah and if anybody <laughs> needs a lesson in how to be humble you need to speak to this man Okay. So like you just need to call Bobby because if he could sit you down and do le- like humble lessons and humility lessons here, he's the guy to do it. Cause not about I, all of this. We. Exactly. He's a, such a, you were such a team first guy. And I think that that's why you, that everything you've done so far, you succeed. So keep going. Brother. I appreciate it. Thank you for what you've said. Yeah. You guys have all a great right. night. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Don't forget to like uh, comment, subscribe. Uh, leave us a rating if you're listening on Spotify or Apple. Uh, follow us at The Wetdown on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we will see you guys next Tuesday. Peace. Peace.